Hey, welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. As we continue the series, The Presence of God, Part 4, I want to encourage you to go back and review parts one through three. Now, here's a quick review of what I covered last time. Noah built an altar until the Lord in response to God's favor over his life by rescuing him from destruction from the flood. For him, for Noah, the altar was a place to show gratitude and worship the Lord God. It was a position to honor and revere the Lord. Noah's faith in God secured a close connection between the two of them. The Lord showed Noah how to meet with him and where to meet with him. And it was at the altar. The altar marked a condition for exchange between Noah and God. It was a place of sacrifice, devotion, and acceptance. Noah offered a sacrifice and God was present to receive and to accept his sacrifice. God communed with Noah through the interactions at the altar. It was through this exchange at the altar that God entered into a covenant relationship with Noah. Then I covered um, Abraham, Father Abraham, and I used Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. And I talked about an Abraham experience. The altar was a place to honor the presence of the Lord and call upon his name. Abraham took pleasure in his relationship with the Lord and at the altar he embraced his living presence, the living presence of God. It was a place where God revealed himself and Abraham could grow in his knowledge and understanding of God's character. Because remember, God had called Abraham out of the Ur of Chaldees. So he didn't know a whole bunch about anything. So this altar was a place where he could be in the presence of God and grow in knowledge and understanding of God's character. It was a position where he could or a place where he could call upon the Lord because he depended on him and he trusted in him. He trusted in God's word. He trusted God's promises. This was a place that was dedicated and consecrated by the presence of the Lord. And throughout Abram's life, who later became Abraham, the altar would continually serve as a point of surrender, as a point of thanksgiving, sacrifice, and a way to demonstrate his unfaltering faith in the promises of God through worship and obedience. Okay, so that that's a quick review. Now, moving on, we're still talking about the presence of God or an altar for his presence. And we're going to talk today about Isaac. 
The scripture is coming from Genesis chapter 26, verse 25. And it reads, And he builded an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants digged a well. Genesis 26, verse 25. He provides, he meaning God, provides not only a place for his presence, but fulfillment and fruitfulness in his in his presence. So the Lord God appeared um, to Isaac. Now, this is the second time that he came to Isaac and confirmed who he was, the God of his father. He told him not to be afraid and rehearsed the promise to him. Isaac responded by building an altar where the Lord appeared to him. He called upon the name of the Lord, and the Bible says that he pitched his tent there. Isaac experienced the presence of the Lord. The altar for him was a place of solidarity, revival, and renewing. God took the initiative to approach Isaac and confirm his word. In the presence of God, Isaac received comfort and reassurance that even though Abraham was dead, the promise of the Lord was still alive in him. So he received the support that God was with him and that God was faithful to his word. So the Bible says that he built an altar to the Lord with gratitude. And you can find that in Psalms 116 verse 17. He was thankful for God's mercy, his protection and provision for him during a time of famine and strife. Also, the altar was a position where Isaac could align himself in solidarity with the purposes, promises, and the will of God. It was a place to seek the Lord and call upon his name. Isaac could hear God and say yes to him. He could receive um, direction for his life in the presence of God. So this altar was a site of revival and renewing. Even in moments of Isaac's daily life, God blessed him with replenishment and restoration. So Isaac's servants dug for water and the Lord God rejuvenated a well of springing water. So you can find that in Genesis chapter 26, verse 19. God renewed his covenant and revived his blessings and abundance upon Isaac. So at the altar, Isaac pitched his tent, aiming to abide and settle in the presence of the Lord. Now, his experience demonstrated that um, in God's presence, that's the place to be. That's the place that we want to settle. Uh, the scriptures say, Lord, thou has been our dwelling place in all generations. Psalms 90 verse 1. In his presence is the dwelling place. Remember the scripture says, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. He didn't say he that come and go. He that 
come once and 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 you know never comes back again he just he that uh got a few minutes and every now and then show up he that dwells in the presence in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty the bible says that he is our refuge and our fortress our god in him we should trust and all of this is is coming from psalms 91 so we have to aim for the presence of the lord it's not intermittent it's not on and off again and in and out and up and down and all of that this fellowship is to be continuous it's a place to abide it's a place to dwell abiding and dwelling the Bible tells us in his presence provides shelter. It provides refuge. It is safety. There's strength. There's hope and there's peace when we abide in his presence. And when we dwell in his presence, we receive the blessings from the Lord and righteousness from our God. And the Lord will command the blessing to be upon us in all that we set our hands to do when we abide and dwell in his presence he the bible also wants us to oh not the bible but god also wants us to know that he will bless us in the promises with the promises that he's given us he will establish us you know he will see that we are blessed and 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 people will see that we are blessed and and they will call us by the name of the Lord. And the Bible tells us that the Lord will open to us his good treasure, that the heavens will give us rain in season and increase with the increase of God. That's what the Lord, I believe, wants us to take away from this dwell, this um altar that um Isaac had in in how I worked in Isaac's life and I hope that, <laughs> I hope this all makes sense to you but moving on go back and and you know read Genesis again and 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 take a look and just stop and pause and think about the altar now now we see Jacob Jacob, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 35, verse three, it reads, and let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will make there an altar unto God who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. Genesis 35, three. So the patriarch Jacob was the grandson of Abraham and the son of Isaac. Now he was blessed by his father, but he had usurped his brother's birthright. Jacob was a simple man. He was a traveler who dwelt in tents. And although we all know from the story that at times he was de uh, a deceitful man who spent his energy using trickery to get what he desired, 
But the thing was, he was still an heir to the promise of God. He was of the seed of Abraham. His father, Isaac, had blessed him and sent him out saying, God Almighty, bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee that thou mayest be a multitude of people and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. Genesis chapter 28, verses three through four. Now on his journey, Abraham, he encountered the presence of the Lord. He experienced a dream of a ladder reaching up to heaven with angels ascending and descending on it. Remember, because he had to run from his brother because of what he had done. And anyway, the Bible says, and behold, the Lord stood above it, above this, this ladder. And he heard the voice of the Lord who reaffirmed his promise and plan for the seed of Abraham. He identified, God identified himself to Jacob as El Shaddai, the almighty God. The God that will do what he purposes to do. He is the almighty God of the past, present and future. Now, God initiates this relationship with Jacob because God is faithful to his covenant to Abraham. God is also faithful to his word because remember, he had promised Abraham that, you know, his seed would multiply upon the earth and, you know, all the work, all the promises that he had promised Abraham. He God is also faithful to his purposes and and what his will is. So uh, he says to Jacob, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father and the God of Isaac. The land wherein on thou liest to thee will I give it and to thy seed and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, he tells, um, not Abraham, he, he tells Jacob, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places, whether thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee. And that's Genesis chapter 28, verses 13 through 15. So Jacob had a spiritual awakening that caused him to realize that the presence of the Lord was evident to him right there. That, that God was right where he was. Because remember, he says, uh, Jacob says, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. Genesis chapter 28, verse 16. The Lord revealed to Jacob that his presence was with him and he pledged to him that he, the almighty God, would be with him to fulfill the promise that God had to keep his word as well as bring about his divine plan. He told Jacob that he, God was sufficient to preserve him wherever he went. He also told him he was powerful enough to orchestrate his eternal purposes and will in his life. So 
in this revelation, Jacob recognized the awesomeness of God. And then he memorialized the site where he encountered the presence of the Lord with a stone. He consecrated that place with oil and he called it Beth El, the house of God, because it signified what? A place for his presence. Jacob responded to the revelations of God's presence by making a vow to the Lord. This encounter with God, it humbled him. And this is where he confessed the Lord as God. He expressed his faith with action and commitment. He starts to give a tenth of all that the Lord would give him back to the Lord. Um, as Jacob continued his journey, he heard the Lord speak to him and the, and the scriptures say, and the Lord said unto Jacob, return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred. And I will be with thee because we all know the story of Jacob. And he, you know, he fled and he got married. He got all these kids and wives and everything. And um, he was afraid to go back because he thought that his brother would would kill him. But God is telling him, OK, go back to your people and that he and God promises his promises, uh, Jacob, that he will be with him. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar and where thou vowest the vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out of the, this land and return unto the land of thy kindred. Genesis 31, 13. And from the beginning, um, abiding in the presence of the Lord came from following and obeying the voice of the Lord. OK, so um, because it's God's will for man to live in his presence. And and what he's trying to show us is that he provides the way and then he leads the way. God is leading the way. So God has promised Jacob that he's going to be with him, that he's going to comfort him. And, um, you know, that all is going to be well. And so um, Jacob has this, like I said, this encounter uh, with God who's telling him to go back to uh, his people. And then as Jacob drew nearer to reuniting, reuniting with his brother, Jacob spent some time alone to reflect on this, you know, potential outcome of this impending reunion with his brother. He was scared. He was he was afraid and he was distressed because he didn't know how it was going to turn out because his brother still could have been holding a grudge and, you know, kill him on sight, kill the family, kill the cattle, kill everybody. But uh, that's not what happened because God had already promised Jacob that he was going to be with him. So Jacob was basically in a state of desperation and he wrestles with uh, an angel until the break of day. And um, at that point, you know, we know that Jacob was uh, transformed with a new identity and he's no longer Jacob. He's uh, now um, a prince with God. OK, uh, and so um, this is the defining moment between past failures 
and self-reliance. This is a a present. We're looking at the present and we're looking at the future. Triumph through faith that perseveres. So God certainly prevailed in the struggle, but Jacob's weakness was made perfect in God's strength. The real struggle is realizing and acknowledging our weakness and using it as fuel to seek God's favor and blessing with all our heart, soul and mind and all our might. You know, in other words, we we the scriptures talk about for when we are weak, then our strength is made perfect, you know. And so God can work in our favor. And um, that's certainly what he did in this case. And so um, now we have God calling Jacob Israel and he who and he becomes who God ordained him and called him to be. And this altar where Jacob meets with the presence of the Lord demonstrates the beauty and the grace of surrendering to the process in which God uses to lead us to his purposes, his promises, and his will. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the Word of God. Join us every Wednesday and click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out.